Hey, it's Jen Mack, Lady of the Mind. Welcome to Life Mastery Decoded, where I help you decode the struggles in your life in the areas of health, wealth, relationships, and spirituality with mind mastery, emotional management, and meditation. Welcome to today's podcast. Hey, ladies, it's Jen Mack, Lady of the Mind. Welcome to today's episode where I am hoping I am finding you filled with self-love. If you are not filled with self-love, then it is my intention that in today's episode, I give you one nugget of inspiration towards your transformation. So good morning. Welcome to today's episode. I'm really excited. Last night, we did our very first Sister Circle of Support connection call, community connection call. I know it's kind of a mouthful, but I kind of like it and it really explains what we're doing. There was a, a few of us on the call. It was really engaging. I felt, I felt like there was lots of things that came up. And I thought it appropriate to do a podcast this morning about self-care. Now, before I, before I dive into what I'm going to talk about today, I, I wanted to give you something to ponder. I thought about this last night after the call. And the, this, is, this is what I'm asking you to ponder today. And that is, does self-care lead to self-love or does self-love lead to self-care? So do you have to love yourself enough to then take that time for self-care? Or does the self-care, the actions of self-care create self-love? So I'm going to give you my opinion and my idea thought about that at the end of today's podcast. But I wanted to talk about a few of the things that come up or came up last night regarding self-care. A lot of times when I was working with women and I uh, had a boot camp class as a trainer and a boot camp instructor, and I would talk about eating right and walking on the weekend and getting outside and spending some time, every single time something like that would happen, every time I would make a suggestion about something regarding basically self-care, I mean, you're talking about your health, right? I would get quite a bit of backlash or excuses about how that's not going to work, how they are not going to have time to do those things. Now, there's a couple of things about time. I hear it all the time. A lot of times I even say it where we're very busy. You know, I, I work a part-time job. I have a business to run. I have a podcast. We have classes now that we're doing through the sister circle. We have two boys. We, you know, groceries, dinner, we, we do some booths where we go to Mind, Body, Spirit Expos. We're getting ready for one for Cincinnati this weekend. There's always something going on. And if you, if you take a clean sheet of paper and this paper is blank, it's pretty boring, right? And if we take that piece of paper, we say, that's kind of your life. And you can take all of those things that you do and write it down all scattered all over on this piece of paper. Then you look at this piece of paper and you say it's chaotic. So what I'm saying is one of the things that you can do is figure out what are your values. What do you value in life? And I can guarantee you not one person that I would ask would say, I value my life when I'm busy. <laughs> I'm not saying you want to sit around and be bored. But nobody says I value a busy life. I value chaos or I value overwhelm. They just don't. That's not something that 
people value. So I think it's important if you are wanting to increase and improve your self-care in your life, one of the things that you can do is look at your life, write down, you could even do this, you could even write down on a sheet of paper all of the things that you do, all of the things that are required, all of the things that you do to fill up your day. You could even divide this piece of paper on one side that says required. You know, you have to make dinner, you have to get groceries, you have to pay the bills, right? So you could put all the things required on one side of the paper. And on the other side of the, on the, other side of the paper, you can write all of the things that you just do. I, some tablet time, maybe this game, I watch this show. Um, that, and the things that go on that side are things that you do, whether they bring you joy or not. But there's things that you do that may or may not be required. Now, understand that some of the things that you think are required may not be required by you. Let me repeat that. The things that you think are required may not be required by you. So for example, it's starting to snow. We just went through autumn, a bunch of leaves on the ground, on the deck, in the yard, wherever. And then we got a little bit of this frosty snowy mix, right? And I think it is required to get the leaves off the deck, get the leaves off the sidewalk, get the leaves off the patio. And even though I can make a, an argument about those things being required, the further down, like the further I assess this, it doesn't have to be required by me. So I could give that job to one of the boys. Do you understand? Makes sense, right? So now we're moving into delegation. Now, that would free up some time for me once they learn what I you know, want them to do or chores that they're doing and I teach them how to do it and then I feel confident that they can do it. That now frees up some time. Is it required? I'm going to say yes. I like that those things are cleaned off. Um, I make whatever line of excuses I need to make that says this goes in this required column. And then I say, is it required by me to do? Okay, if it's not, now I can delegate it to somebody. So what we're trying to create is a new atmosphere that self-care becomes a priority. That I can guarantee you, if you stopped this before you got to this part where I'm at right now, if you stopped this and got out the piece of paper and wrote down all the required and wrote down all of the things that you do that are not required, I bet you didn't put self-care on the list. Most people, most women do not put self-care on the list. Hopefully by the end of this podcast, as you make this list, you will be putting self-care at not only on the required list, but you will put it on the top of the list. Because listen, you have one body, you have one mind, you have one spirit. And if you don't take care of it, basically the house you live in, your body, is going to start to break down. We talked about this yesterday. We talked about time. We talked about filling our own buckets and our buckets are our body. That's our mind, body, and spirit. It's this physical housing and the spiritual housing that you are walking around in. It's taking care of that because in taking care of that, you are now setting yourself up for 
more success in the areas of health and happiness and relationships and feeling good and higher vibration. And that's what we want. Ultimately, the things that we do in our life, we, we want those things to lead to more happiness. But if we're not taking care of the, the, the body that we're in, we might be able to get through the checklist, but now our body doesn't feel good. And when our body doesn't feel good, that doesn't always equate to happiness. So delegation is definitely something that, that we do. We do it in our household. All the boys have chores. We have a big chore board. We have an economy system that they, they earn certain tickets um, for certain chores. And actually, uh, they earn this, like 10 tickets per chore that they do. And it really doesn't matter what the chore is. We, we did do certain tickets. It was too hard for us to, to um, keep doing the math and figuring out. And, okay, what did you do now? You did the, you did the dishes. Okay, so that's 10 tickets. And you, you took the recycling out. Okay, that's five. That was too, so we, it was too complicated for them. It was too complicated for us. And so we just constantly, let's simplify this. 10 tickets across the board for each chore that you do. And each day they have anywhere between two and three, sometimes four, depends on the day, chores to do. Now, what does that do to us or for us? That lifts up some of the time for us. It, it allows us to have more time, especially as they become more independent with doing the chores. Now all we have to do is, did you guys, we have a, we have a little list to the, next to the chores that say, check, you know, empty your backpack, empty your water bottles, um, uh, dinner, I forget what's all on there. Um, hang up your coat, whatever, and then chores, and then dinner, and then they can have either tablet time or some TV. So they they do this checklist, and then they go take care of their stuff, and then, then they come back, and they look at the chore board, and then they do their chores, and then all in the meantime, we're making dinner. Because before, it was we're doing all of those things while they're hanging out in their bedrooms, and we're doing all of this work, and making dinner, and doing the chores, and all these things. And we were having no time. So literally when they were young, I mean, we're talking five, six, and seven, this is when we started. So if your kids are not doing chores yet, I'm highly recommending that this becomes a family discussion. You, and this is how we did it. We wrote down all of the chores in the house. This is, any, what chores do you do in the bathroom, the kitchen, the bedrooms, the living room, the dining room, what indoors, outdoors, what chores? And we literally listed, there are probably 35 chores on there. Now, of course, some are seasonal and, and whatever. And I don't want to get into this big parenting thing, but this is this was really cool that we did this and it helps to relieve us of some of our duties. So we created more time in our day. We listed all the chores and then we said, okay, hey, you guys, which one of these chores would you like to learn how to do? And then we would just put their initial next to those chores. Then over the next several weeks, we taught them how to do. Of course, if it was, and the chores that we listed were ones that were within their developmental skill set. You know, we didn't have Cameron cleaning out the microwave and taking that glass, you know, uh, plate out of the microwave, you know, as a four-year-old, right? But he was making his bed. He was learning how to fold some of his clothes. He was sweeping the floor. He was doing some of those things at his skill set. So anyway, they picked their chores and then that's it. We started to implement and started to teach them. And it started to, as they became independent and we could trust that they were doing a good job and they were, and they were doing it how we wanted them to do it, then that relieved us of some time. Now, here's the difference. Here's the thing. Sometimes when we have more time in our schedule, we naturally just fill it 
with something else. We fill it with TV, we fill it with tablets, we fill it with nonsense or non-value type things. Now, I'm not saying that TV and tablets don't have value. The value of TV and tablets is just really low. Walking on the treadmill or working out or walking the dogs or meditation or some quiet time or some outside time has a lot more value than TV and tablet time. So we want to start exchanging those openings in our time and the openings in our day with higher value items and higher value activities. And those activities don't need to be active activities. They're just activities. And that's anything, whatever, meditation, you're going to the spa, you're getting a pedicure, you're whatever, okay? Now, when you start moving into that space, one of the things has to come along with it. When you start moving into self-care, okay, so the boys, you know, during, while I'm making dinner, the boys are doing all these chores. Then what I'm going to do is after dinner, I now, all the chores are done for that day. It's six o'clock, let's say, in a perfect world. All the chores are done. All the kids are done with their stuff. Now we can have TV time. Now we can have tablet time. Well, instead of me sitting down and watching a movie with them, and I could do that, I could, I could snuggle with them. That helps to deepen the relationship. I could, or I could go downstairs and work out. Or I could go meditate for 10 or 20 minutes while they're watching TV or while they have their tablets. So if we stand back far enough in our lives, we can say, what is our number one excuse for not creating this time for self-care? And as you evaluate your life from this perspective, you say, okay, I don't have enough time. That was one. Um, the world will absolutely fall apart if I do not, if I do take time for myself. That is a trust issue. That is trusting the people that you live with that will not be able to do whatever the thing is. Like if they don't do this, this is what's going to fall apart. I'm not sure I would ask yourself, what does it mean? What does that mean when I say this, the family would just fall apart if I were to take time for myself? Fall apart How? And I would walk all the way through that because I would say, paint me that picture. So uh, let's say, Tiffany, paint me that picture. You, you just told me that I can't do self-care. I can't take time for myself because my family would fall apart. Okay, what does that look like? What does that mean? They would what? The house would be a wreck. The house would be a mess. They wouldn't do the dishes. Would they starve to death? Would the house start on fire? Like what, what do you envision is happening while you left the house to go to the spa or you, you went to your meditation space or you went for a really long walk. What is happening now at the house that equates to or means that it's falling apart? Okay, I would have you travel down that road and then I would ask you, how likely is it that that would happen? Because last night we went on this call, we were gonna be down there for probably two hours in the downstairs area while the boys were up here. And it doesn't always go well to leave the boys alone. Um, we were debating a movie for them, but then a lot of times they start to argue about the movie or Brandon, who has autism, gets a little bit too excited when he's watching movies and, you know, starts to really get loud or starts to stand up and gets, you know, he gets really he gets really excited. And then Cameron sometimes can be a little bit bossy in, you know, trying to quote control Brandon. And we didn't want that to happen while we were on the call. 
So if I were to say, well, someone says, are you guys going to do these calls? And I would say, well, no, because we can't find the time to do it because the boy, the whole house would fall apart upstairs if we were down here making a call or on our call with people. So I traveled all the way through that. And I'm like, okay, what's the worst thing that could happen? Well, that me or Amy had to come upstairs and talk to them. Okay, what's the worst thing that could happen upstairs? Well, they could, you know, be fighting with each other and they could this or that or, or whatever. And then what is the likeliness of that happening? And if the likeliness is pretty high, well, then you have to reevaluate and get, and then just what else can they do? So what we chose to have them do, they were gone for the weekend. They were at dad's. They spent a lot of time in front of the TV when they're at dad's. We're thinking, nah, let's not do a movie because we really can't monitor that from this other place at the, you know, uh, at the bottom of the house at the other end of the house. Um, we can't monitor that. So we'll just let everybody just kind of have quiet time and then we'll spend time with them when we come upstairs. So, and that's what we did. And it worked out beautifully. And the only reason that Amy had to leave the call is to come get a charging cord <laughs> for her computer. And so, so now as you're, as you're looking at your life and you're looking at this time frame, here's my day, where could I put self-care. Now it's not always going to equate. Sometimes we need self-care in the morning. Sometimes we need it at night. Sometimes we need it all weekend long. So it's going to change and be flexible and patient with yourself as you're, as you're moving through this process and trying to find these places that you can put it. But I do think it's important that you look at what excuse are you saying or believing in that is preventing you from taking care of yourself. And a lot of times Amy says like, okay, so the house is going to fall apart. Okay. The other thing that goes with that is trust, trusting that the house is going to care for itself. Now it might not be the way you want it to be cared for. They're probably not going to do the dishes on their own, but trusting that whatever the big giant thing is that you think is going to happen is probably not going to happen. Now I'm not saying if you have four or five and six year old kids, you don't just leave them alone in the house while you go for a long walk. So the number one thing about self-care that makes it, that makes it uh, something that you really can do is that the household is going to be safe. Like we're not leaving kids alone in the house. But if there's a spouse or a partner or another adult, can they stay and take care of the kids while you tend to your self-care? So it's about structuring. It's about standing back. It's about looking. And it's about evaluating from a neutral place that says, what excuse am I making? And how can I make this excuse gone? How can I get rid of this? How can I get rid of this excuse? I don't have time. Okay, so where can I find the time? Everybody has 24 hours in a day, but it's a matter of what we fill in that 24 hours that makes up our day, that ultimately makes up our life. And some kids, some people have kids, some people have dogs, some people have cats or gerbils, some people have spouses that have special needs. Some people's parents are living with them. So I totally understand everybody's situation is different. However, I know that you can find that time and trust the possibilities that, that the, or trust in the possibilities that this can be successful. You may not be able to get away for hours or two at a time every day, but you might be able to just go be present go into a very special space in your home that is just your own little corner, your own little corner of heaven, and you go in there and you just breathe deeply. You just become present with the beautiful things that, that you place in this space. 
And it's like a, we call a meditation station. So you just have this beautiful space and you just go there and you just breathe and you just ground yourself and you just do the things in a short amount of time that just elevate your joy. Because it's about bringing your numbers up. It's about finding the things that you want to do that make you feel joyful. And it could be the joyful falls under the umbrella of calm or peace or relaxed, serene, tranquil, all of those things, all of those emotions are what you're after when we're coming to self-care, as well as the physical things of taking care of your body, eating well, drinking appropriate, you know, uh, fluids, water, you know, eating right, getting some exercise, moving your body, stretching, yoga, meditation, all of those things that help to take care of your physical body. Also, if you have kids, as you do this, you are teaching them strongly about taking care of themselves. Because if you're smoking, you can't help your kids to not smoke. If you're drinking alcohol, you can't now tell your kids not to drink alcohol because you're doing it. They are learning strongly from your behavior. And if they are seeing you disappear to go meditate or seeing you doing yoga in the morning, they will start to pick up on that in a strong way. But if you're eating Pop-Tarts and, and drinking an energy drink in the morning and then telling them they need to eat vegetables and water, you are, um, you're, you're doing a disservice, not only to yourself, but they're going to be craving Pop-Tarts and energy drinks. So, but trust is, is the next. Trust, trusting that your family is going to be okay while you are gone for those few minutes. Delegation is another thing. So, Telling your partner, I'm going to go wherever. I'm going to go in my meditation space. I'm going for a walk. I want you to take care of the house while I'm gone. I want you to watch the kids while I'm gone. I want you to feed the dogs while I'm gone. I want you to clean up dinner dishes. And just allowing the communication to flow. Allowing those people in your life to help support you. Now, if they don't support you, you might want to evaluate the people you live with. I mean, eventually you might want to be like, you know, or, but it takes a little bit of education. If your husband is not used to cleaning up after dinner, explain to him how important this is to you. Explain to him how important it is that you spend this time and that your life and your health are important to you and you're going to get better and feel better and be happier and more joyful. And then we can, you know, do those things that you like to do, honey, right? I'll have more energy. I'll just feel better generally. I'll be happier. I'll be able to, you know, go on those hikes with you that you like. But right now, I don't feel very good. So those are things that you can do. Um, and now let's, let's get back to the pondering. And I wanted to talk about that for a moment because the little, the little phrase I gave you to ponder, does self-care lead to self-love and or does self-love lead to self-care? And then I said, well, if I'm doing self-care, if I'm doing things that care for myself, does it lead me to, to self-love? And the answer is yes. If I, if I tend to do those things and pick those things, if my self-love is like a four right now, and I do the self-care stuff, I'm listening to this podcast, I'm reading these books, and I'm going, okay, what are the few things that I really want to do that really is going to fill my bucket? and I start to do those things, I start to implement those things into my life, I am going to love myself more. It's a natural progression. But if the, on the flip side of that, does self-love lead to self-care? The answer is yes, it does. Because I have to love myself enough 
to be able to put myself first on the list. I have to love myself enough to put myself first on the list. I have to love myself enough to fuel my body with those things that are nutritious. I have to love myself enough to take the time to meditate and put the good that I want in my mind. And then as my vibration goes up, I feel better. I look better. I I just generally act and behave better. My body just is moving fluid. I, I, uh, encounter the world's problems with ease and grace instead of reacting. I I have more patience with my kids. I have more love in my heart to share with others. So do you see this is all kind of cyclical. It just just creates this beautiful cycle in your life that says self-care leads to self-love, which leads to self-care, which leads to self-love. It's just this beautiful cycle of um, energy and yin and yang energy where I, I do this thing, this output, which creates this input, which creates this flow, which just creates this dynamic of energy that is so beautiful and so joyful that I want to keep doing it. And collectively, it moves my, my health and my numbers, my frequency, my vibration, and my emotional state up and up and up. So I ask you today to ponder that, to ponder what we talked about. And I also ask that you find a couple of things. You you look at your excuses that you're making of why you can't have self-care. Look at those excuses that you're making and then now go, I want to make this excuse go away. And I say, I don't have time. Now, how do I make the, I don't have time excuse go away? Where can I delegate? What things in my life can I put off or give to somebody else or, or have somebody else do or things that I really don't need to do? If you evaluate your life, you are going to find those lower value things that you are doing in your life that are not bringing you, they're not good investments, let's say. They are not bringing you the joy. They might be relaxing, watching TV and tablet time. Those things are relaxing, but they don't have high value. In, 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 um, in the end, what did they give you? Right? So that's one. And then delegating in your family, communicating to your family. This is important to me. Communicating this to your kids. This is important to mom. I need to go have this time. What I would like for you to do is I want you to have some quiet time in your bedroom looking at books. And I will be back in 20 minutes and then we will blank. We will go outside, we'll watch TV, we'll play a game, we'll snuggle, we'll whatever, right? But I need this 20 minutes. And I think that as you start to implement this, don't just do it once and say it didn't work because this is all going to be for a change. Kids and families and you will adapt to this change and then it will become easier and easier as you keep doing it. So please continue Looking at your life as I love myself enough to care for myself. Because if, I, if you look at your scale and you say, okay, what's your number right now? Well, I'm a two. What's your number mostly? Anywhere between a two and a four. Would it be nice to know what it feels like to be a five and a six? Self-care is where it starts. And self-love will start to travel through your life in such an explosive way. You will wonder, how in the world did I not do this earlier? How did I not know? And why didn't I start yesterday? I suggest you start right now. Make your list. Look at those things that are required. Put those things on the list that you do on a daily basis that are not required or 
that uh, you think could be done by somebody else. This is the work, you guys. This is what we do to create that transformational change in our lives. You have to look at your life. You have to analyze the thing. You have to understand why you think the way you do and start to think differently. And I can guarantee you, self-love and self-care will be right around the corner. If you like this episode and look forward to future episodes, please consider making a small monthly donation to help support this podcast. Thank you for listening. If you're looking for a community to join and want more access to me, please join my online community where I offer other resources for your transformational journey. Shockers for Beginners is an energy-based community that is highly active and growing every day. The Meditation Room TC is our online store where we offer products and services for your meditation needs.